When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Monkeypox has arrived in the United States of America. Yeah, it's here. (laughs) The Massachusetts... I'm not laughing, I'm sorry. The Massachusetts Department of Public Health confirmed a single case of monkeypox virus infection in an adult male with recent travel to Canada. That's all, though. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Monkeypox is a rare but potentially serious viral illness. Typically begins with flu-like illness and swelling of the lymph nodes and progresses to a rash on the face and body. (laughs) You don't want none of that. You do not want monkeypox. You can quote me on that. You do not want none of that. Now, I know that it's usually, you know, found in Africa, uh, but it's been confirmed in Europe, the UK, and the United States now, uh, and Canada, uh, clearly. So no monkeypox cases had previously been identified in the U.S. this year. Uh, Texas and Maryland reported cases in 2021. Those people had recently traveled to Nigeria. Uh, Since early May of this year, Uh, 2022, the United Kingdom has identified nine cases of monkeypox. Huh. Uh, The first case had recently traveled to Nigeria. Huh. None of the other cases have reported recent travel. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, so it's unclear as to how and where for how long the virus has been spreading in the community. Huh. So they've pretty much they're on it (laughs) now listen don't worry about it because the virus doesn't spread easily between people it can be transmitted through close contact with an infected animal person or contaminated materials like towels or beddings that's it though (laughs) Uh, mostly uh, through respiratory droplets but also through contact with bodily fluids or monkeypox sores now i just want to be clear if i see you with monkeypox sores uh stay away (laughs) uh you do i do you do no one wants none of that okay we don't want none of that early symptoms fever muscle aches headache chills exhaustion swollen lymph nodes as i said and many going on to develop the rash within one to five days after the fever appears. Looks like uh, chickenpox or syphilis changes and goes through different stages with lesions eventually scabbing over and falling off. A person is contagious until all scabs have fallen off and there is intact skin underneath, though the scabs themselves can still contain infectious material. Now, it's usually mild. It goes away on its own within a month or so. Oh, okay. Children are higher risk than adults. 
It can cause some complications during pregnancy, you think. <laughs> Including uh, just stillbirth and congenital monkeypox could have a fatality rate between 1 and 10%. Huh. Cases of monkeypox have been confirmed in the UK, Spain, Portugal, and now Massachusetts. Huh. More than a dozen cases are also suspected in Canada. Now, those cases weren't travel, weren't uh, linked with travel. Oh, so that's uh, interesting. Now, most of the monkeypox cases, I find this interesting, uh, most of the monkeypox cases have been found among gay and bisexual men or men who have sex with men. Now, I'm not sure why it's written that way in this Forbes article, but I want to be clear that it says most monkeypox cases have been found among gay and bisexual men or men who have sex with men. So, I mean, I I thought that if you were a man who had sex with a man, you were either gay or bisexual. But apparently there's a new man out there that I'm not aware of that could have sex with man. Now, the virus is not known to be sexually transmitted, although they believe the pattern suggests this is another route of transmission. Okay, so uh, is a group of people more likely to uh, visit sexual health clinics, for example? All right, so the people, the other people that get monkeypox don't go to health clinics. <laughs> okay, all right, you got me. Anyway, uh, be careful and uh, be on the lookout because monkeypox could be where you live. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> Did I mention that bird flu has now jumped to mammals here in the United States as well? No, I didn't? Oh, yeah. Uh, in Michigan, the first uh, confirmed detections of avian influenza in red foxes. Oh, okay, cool. So don't worry about it. A, a bird flu has just jumped into mammals. Now, it's happened in the Netherlands, and it's happened uh, now in North America, Canada, uh, the first part of May 2022. And now it's happened in Michigan. Now, don't worry about it, okay? The HPAI and the H5N1 viruses may occasionally transmit from birds to mammals, as occurred in these cases. And there are probably going to be additional detections in other mammals during this outbreak, but they're likely going to be isolated cases. So, look, we don't know how it happened. <laughs> I mean, maybe the foxes ate the birds that had the flu. We don't know. Uh, sure, it's highly contagious and spread in a variety of ways. In some ways, we don't even know. <laughs> uh, that's great. Don't worry about it, though. Because <laughs> it's fine, okay? Don't worry about it. It, it you're fine. The, the risk associated with avian influenza remains low. Now, we're going to advise you to avoid handling any sick or dead wild birds. <laughs> uh, and if you have to move a dead bird, you know, use a plastic bag or shovel and do so and thoroughly wash your hands afterward. Uh, but there's no, don't worry about it. Okay. Sure, it could cause sudden death, uh, significant drop in water consumption, a lack of appetite, energy or vocalization, drop in egg production, diarrhea, swollen... <laughs> 
uh, swollen comb, waddles, legs, or a head, nasal discharge, sneezing or coughing, abnormal behavior like difficulty walking. So if you have any of that, like the bird would have, you're in big trouble. But don't worry about it. It's only been detected in backyard flocks and commercial poultry facilities in 34 states and in wild birds in 35 states. Uh, and in Michigan, uh, the bird flu has only been confirmed in 69 wild birds. And uh, it's continuing to spread, of course, throughout the North, throughout North America. So we're fine. Just quit your wine. I just wanted to bring it up. I don't know why I wanted to bring it up. I just got to thinking about bird flu being here in the United States now, aside from, you know, other places around the globe. And uh, along with monkeypox here in the United States. They're just... They're not related. <laughs> I just just got me thinking about it. That's all. Yeah, you know, like I saw this story about a Fundalock man. I think that's how you pronounce it. Fundalock, Fundalock, uh, Wisconsin. If you look at the map, it's right there. You know. Well, here I hold up my hand. Let's say this is Wisconsin, and this is where Fundalock is. Right there. That's right. You can see. It's just uh, there's Green Bay, and you drive a little bit uh, southwest, and there's. Fundalock. So anyway, there's a man there in Fundalock, Wisconsin, who holds a Guinness Book of World Record. I cannot. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I want a Guinness World Record. I'm so ticked that I don't have one. So and this guy has a Guinness World Record for eating a Big Mac every day of four fifty years. <laughs> and it's not even every day. Okay, it just, it ticks me off. I mean, but, but hey, congratulations. Congratulations to Don Gorski, who ordered his first Big Mac at the McDonald's restaurant on South Military Road, and he hasn't looked back. Well, I mean, except for the eight times that he didn't have a Big Mac. It doesn't say why he missed the eight days out of 50 years, but, you know, he did. So now he's over 30,000 Big Macs, okay? By December of 2021, 32,672 Big Macs eaten in a lifetime. Now, <laughs> he said he just liked it that he has one a day. I guess he's a former prison guard. And it just works. I'm just healthy. You know, people have said I, I was going to die uh, with a heart attack by 15,000. But heck, now I'm over, you know, I'm over 30,000. And I'm not lazy. So uh, I haven't gained a lot of weight. I'm still active. I burn off all my calories. So I have a Big Mac every day. You know, except for eight days out of those 50 years. I want to know why he didn't get his Big Mac on those days. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, congratulations. You know, I had a friend of mine who worked for McDonald's 100 years ago, and he was told to stop eating McDonald's. I, everyone is different, Jeff. Okay, everyone is, uh, everyone's body's different. The people, there's some people that could, the outliers that can eat this stuff and live forever, and then there's you. So just remember that. I just know that my friend worked at McDonald's, and he was one of the he was one of manager at McDonald's, and uh, he started getting sick, and his throat was all screwed up. And the doc said, "Yeah, you got to lay off the McDonald's, bro. Uh, you can't be eating there anymore." 
And if I can't eat there, I work there. I'm a manager there. Well, you can, you know, you can work there, but you can't eat the food. So he went ahead and found a new job. But my point is, is that not everyone could eat 32,000 or well, I mean, he's eating more now, right? I mean, we're five months in to 2022. Today is the 19th of May, 2022. And this at this reporting, 32,672 was in December. So, I mean, he's got another, what, uh, 150 days under his belt. He's almost at 33,000. So congratulations to the old Fundalock man. What's his stupid name? Don Gorski for holding a Guinness Book of World Records. Eating the most Big Macs in a lifetime. Congratulations. And I mean it. Don, if you're listening, it's not the stupid name. It's just me being jealous that I don't have a Guinness World Record. But if you listen to Chewing the Fat, you know that. All right. 93% of your life is spent indoors. But so many of our favorite moments are outdoors. The fresh air, the feeling of peace. Since warmer weather is almost here. Almost here. Uh, you don't live in Texas. Uh, warm weather is here. Uh, it's just shy of the surface of the sun temperature here in texas right now uh, let's make the most of it with outer the new outdoor furniture company with purposely designed furniture to get you outdoors more outer makes the world's most beautiful comfortable innovative and high quality outdoor furniture all from sustainable materials and is the only outdoor furniture with a patented built-in cover to make protecting it effortless from teak chairs to fire pit tables everything outer has has the look and feel of what you'd expect at a five-star resort for less than you'd pay at the big box store for something that won't last as long either outer's better in every way they've spent years perfecting outdoor products stunning modular designs to customize your space life-proof material with a nano coating that's water mold bleach and stain resistant over a thousand neighborhood showrooms across the country to see the outer difference in person and a triple memory foam cushions that are comfort comfier than most indoor sofas and if you have furniture like uh i had and it's uh, was all beat up and you go outside on the back porch and you look at it every time and you go oh i have to have something new outer's patented built-in outer shell cover protects your furniture from rain and dew it's the how did no one think of this before invention that made shark tanks Lori greener and mr wonderful fight to invest in outer outer furniture comes with the best in class warranties like 10 years for their chic aluminum line and a two-week trial with free returns plus when you talk about that built-in outer shell cover uh they also uh outer's performance fabrics are stain mold and fade resistant to withstand all mother nature can throw at them one more thing that's pretty cool outer makes these bug blankets uh, lightweight throw blankets enhanced with insect shield technology. I'm a fan of insect shield technology. <laughs> See the difference at liveouter.com slash Jeffy. Plus, for a limited time, get $300 off and free shipping. This is Outer's best offer anywhere. Only available to podcast listeners and only for a limited time get $300 off and free shipping at live 
outer.com slash Jeffy. L-I-V-E-O-U-T-E-R dot com slash Jeffy. Liveouter.com slash Jeffy. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. (laughs) So good. Go ahead, get yourself something to drink. So, congratulations are in order for several people, places, and things. Uh, Chris Wallace, congratulations. Going to, uh, he just didn't get the axe from CNN Plus. He is going to have a Sunday evening show on the network, which is wonderful. I mean, they plan uh, his uh, new show. It's going to be great. Executives at Warner Brothers Discovery uh, had shut down CNN Plus, but they said, no way. His CNN Plus Who's Talking to Chris Wallace will now be available on HBO Max with portions of the interviews he conducts with various newsmakers broadcast on CNN on Sunday evenings. So I didn't think he wanted to do any of these newsmaker. Well, I guess he can. The definition of newsmaker is a pretty broad term. So, uh, you know, he might not be, it might not be all politics. But uh, look. Uh, part of the CNN brand is respectful, authentic, and impactful interviews. And one of the best interviews in the business is Chris Wallace. <laughs> Chris and his team have developed an engaging and compelling program that we're excited to bring to HBO Max. Are ya? And include in our CNN Sunday evening programming. Are ya? So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how, how long it lasts. That's a tough night, although it's up on HBO Max. If he could get some of the big interviews, you've got the, you know, I was asked on Twitter at JeffyJFR about how, uh, you know, they say how, what are the odds, you know, how long does he make it? And you think he's got to make it through the elections, uh, right? He's got new elections coming up now, and then you've got the presidential in 2024. So, I mean, he might make it through there. Uh, you never, you know, you never know. Uh, good luck. It'll, I'm sure it'll be great. I know that I doubt that there'll be an interview that Chris does that I will click on as a subscriber to HBO max, but it's possible. You know what? It's possible. Uh, congratulations are in order to Nick Cannon. Uh, Nick Cannon has said that, uh, he has now looked into, he's had a vasectomy consultation His quote is, ain't looking to populate the earth completely. Good for you, Nick. (laughs) Uh, He's 41 now, and he has plans. Now, he hasn't gotten one yet. He has plans to get a vasectomy. Um, He's got uh, 10-year-old twins with ex-wife Mariah Carey. He's got a 5-year-old... Golden Sagan and a one-year-old powerful queen with Brittany Bell, nine-month-old twins, Zion Myoxalidion and Zillion Air with Abby Delarosa. He also is a father of a child with Alyssa Scott, son Zen, who died uh, December 5th after being diagnosed with brain cancer. He's also expecting his eighth child later this year with model Bray Tessa. So my man uh, is taking care of a little business uh, around Hollywood. <laughs> Good for him. And he said he already went for the consultation. Again, I give you his quote. 
I ain't looking to populate the earth completely. But I'm definitely looking forward to taking care and loving all children that I currently have. And I was sad about his uh, about his son's end. And I saw his uh, I saw his first show actually when he came back after the death of his son, and it was really touching. And I was you know I, I, I get it. It was really hard to uh, go through something like that. But uh, you know, been there, been there, done that. You don't want none of that. But uh, I, I find it funny. I, I, you know, the vasectomies is a strange thing. I, I you know, you want to have it. But there's an argument to be made that it takes a little bit of your manhood away. But what do I know? Also, congratulations uh, to Taylor Swift are in order. This is a congratulations segment here on Chewing the Fat. Taylor Swift is now an honorary. She's a doctor from NYU. She got her honorary doctorate at NYU. And she quoted herself. And this is a quote from Taylor. I am a doctor now. So I know how breathing works. She was uh, encouraging a deep breath as she got her honorary doctor. So congratulations to uh, Taylor. It's a, I'm sorry, Dr. Swift. Congratulations. And the U.S. women's soccer team, congratulations. They announced a landmark deal. They're going to pay men's and women's teams equally. Well, isn't that special? Yes. Don't forget they had the big employer saying they were getting as little as 40% of the men's salary. Yeah, no, they were making, actually they were making more when you look at what they were being paid. The men were just making more revenue from advertising because more people were watching. It didn't matter about your stupid World Cup titles. The men were making more money, but that's, that's a wash now. So the women's and men teams will combine and split prize money from international competitions like the World Cup. They'll also get equal pay when it comes to appearance fees, game bonuses, and more. Yay! Yay! And the deal makes the U.S. the first soccer federation in the world to make that move. And I would not necessarily hold my breath for the other soccer federations to make that move, but, you know, what do I know? Oh, and uh, congratulations to the St. Petersburg Police Department who have who have uh, made a, a, a space for a new deputy sheriff in Pinellas County. I know for years, uh, St. Petersburg Police Department and the Pinellas County Sheriff's Department has had their, you know, they've been butting heads over, uh, you know, over their departments. And uh, Pinellas County Sheriff's Office has grown, and the St. Petersburg Police Department has has grown, and they're you know they're good police departments. But uh, they just pulled over a deputy sheriff uh, the other night, and uh, they arrested her uh, because she showed signs of impairment by having an odor of alcoholic beverage on her breath. So either she was now, according to this, she slurred her speech. Blank expression, bloodshot, glassy eyes, and she was unsteady on her feet. She agreed to perform the field sobriety tests, but performed them poorly. Officers say that she submitted to a breath sample, which indicated she had a BRAC of 0.206 slash 0.219. I'm not sure, uh, you know, uh, breathalyzer alcohol uh, test, but she, they can arrest you. Uh, driving under the influence with a 
0.15 or greater. So, yeah, she was, you know, definitely impaired. But I will say, and she, of course, uh, you know, immediately was terminated following the arrest, which is consistent with Pinellas County Sheriff's Office policy. So I'm not sure if she'd, uh, you know, been driven home before from police officers and this was the last time. My guess is, is the St. Petersburg police officer that arrested her, uh, maybe soon working out the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office because there happens to be an opening. I mean, what are you going to do? Say no? Oh no, Jeff! They're doing their they're doing their job and they're keeping the roads safe. And you should thank them for pulling her over on Fourth Street in St. Petersburg. You know that at one thirty, one o three in the morning. You know you're drunk, are you? Okay, all right. I know. I know. Thank you, thank you to the St. Petersburg Police Department. That's what I was saying. Congratulations, thank you. Congratulations for creating a space for you to go work for the. Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. That's all I was saying. So I mentioned my Twitter account at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, you can email me at chewingthefat at theblaze.com anytime. Uh, if you want to be a contestant uh, for What's the Lie, be sure to email chewingthefat at theblaze.com. Or if you want to comment, like this comment from Michael. I think people are missing the bigger picture here. They're talking about, hey, Elon, chickening out on going to have to buy Twitter a billion dollars and get out of the deal. Or pay Twitter a billion dollars and get out of the deal. The deal goes both ways. Twitter's financial statements say 5% or less bots. If it's really significantly more than that, it qualifies as a false filing by a publicly traded company with the SEC. At that point, Elon gets a billion from Twitter, laughs as the company burns to the ground as he walks away. You might even get to use the Canon theme again. Oh, man. Oh, okay, uh, that might be fun. I get tonight's episode, Twitter burning. <laughs> tonight's episode, burning Twitter. I'm guessing by the time Elon gets to what he is convinced the real number, uh, it'll go down like this. If the real number is between 0 and 10%, he probably just goes through with the deal. 10 to 20%, he changes the price to 44.20 a share, says you can deal with me or the SEC, and they will take it. Greater than 20%, Elon backs out. The share price collapses. The shareholders sue the board, and the SEC get involved, and Elon eventually buys Twitter in bankruptcy court if there's anything left worth buying. Uh, there will be something worth buying. I mean, no question. I mean, at that point... I mean, I might just say, I'll give you 20 for the whole thing. <laughs> There's always going to be something worth buying, right? I mean, you could turn this thing around. It's Twitter. Come on now. Even at, it might, you know, it obviously is not worth what they had been claiming that it's worth. But uh, even if it, you know, they go into bankruptcy. I mean, there's something there to purchase. No question. I got another email too. I had talked about uh, on uh, my chewing segment on Pat yesterday about the space balloon people starting to uh, go up into space. And you can go and listen to that uh, during the Pat Unleashed show on, uh, on Wednesday. But I had reached out to them through their question and answer bot on their website about weight limits. Cause you know, I'm, I want to know about fat guy seating on these things. And uh, <laughs> so they got, they got back to me. The computer was like, ooh, I'll send your question to a real person. I don't have an answer for you. And so the real person got back to me. And uh, I said, hey, I was talking about your company and the future on my show. I was wondering the weight limit. Uh, I, I discussed from time to time fat guy seating on all things travel. We, and they replied, we are currently in the engineering stage of our capsule development, so weight limits have not been confirmed yet. I will give you an update once this has been determined. 
Well, thank you, Catherine. That's really nice at the old Worldview Space Enterprises. That's awesome. Thank you for getting back to me. And I think I just helped in creating uh, some fat guy seating on the balloon rides. So, ha, you are welcome is what, I, what I'm thinking right now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I told you on this show, I was the first one to tell you that Jeff Bezos was, you know, trying to mimic Elon and, you know, he's been doing stuff on Twitter, trying to prove that he's smart too. And and now it's everywhere. I see the New York post is talking about it because he's trying to be Mr. Quipper on Twitter. Stop Jeff, honey. No. Okay. You're just, it's not, it's not, you're not funny. Okay. That's the problem. Uh, so, I mean, he is so jealous of Elon and, uh, you know, Elon's been tweeting and he's even replied to a couple of Elon tweets trying to be funny. And, uh, you know, like, uh, 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 Elon had tweeted about uh, how Democrats and Republicans should not act like an a-hole to moderates. Bezos, senior, refer to yourself as a sh- sh- crap poster, S-H-I-T poster, but maybe you're mostly just a wise poster. What? What are you talking about? And then he responded to a tweet from someone who uh, had tweeted Bezos. Hey, could you invite Billy and I onto your yacht with Lauren? (laughs) Now, this Twitter account, this Dow to we only has like 21 followers. So it's not even there was not use of his time to reply, except that he wants to try to be funny. And he's not. So the tweet is, uh, you know, hey, can you invite Billy and I onto your yacht with Lauren? I'm trying to see that fine piece of ass in person. (laughs) So you just got to let those go. Uh, You just just let them go. But he can't because he's not funny and he doesn't get it. He replied to the tweet. Thank you. I've been working hard on my ass. Okay, so is it funny? I don't know. It's just, Jeff, what are you doing? Do we need to hear that from Jeff Bezos? I don't know. You know, just he's trying to keep up with with Elon, and he just can't. I will say, though, that uh, Lauren has uh, been uh, doing well with the plastic surgery uh, since the affair has begun with uh, Jeff. I mean, she ruined the marriage. Which was probably over anyway. Don't get me started on that. I got it. But uh, she's definitely uh, uh, she's definitely put some of the Bezos money into a plastic surgeon's pocket. It's just me. Maybe not. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. And I will say, reading the tweet out loud, I might have to back up my thought and say, you know, Jeff, that was kind of funny. Uh, as I read it out loud, I started thinking that's kind of funny. Uh, so could you invite Billy and I onto your yacht with Lauren? I'm trying to see that fine piece of ass in person. 
Thank you. I've been working hard on my ass. Yeah, I mean, it's a good comeback. It's a, I got to give it to him. And now that I read it out loud, I got to give it to him. So, you know, what the heck do I know? And for those of you feeling bad for Matt Lauer uh, having to sell his Hamptons estate, I know they, we've seen pictures of Matt walking out and about, and he looks, he just looks downcast and he's just bummed and he. We don't know what to do with himself anymore. Well, he finally sold his estate uh, in the Hamptons. We're not sure the exact price that it was sold for, but he put it up for sale in 2019 for $44.8 million, and then he put it up again for sale in 2021 for $43.99 million. So he's dropping the price a little bit. Somebody may have walked away you know, with $40 million or $39 million. Now, the estate was formerly owned by actor Richard Gere. Uh, you know, congratulations to uh, Matt for owning the former Richard Gear home. Now, it's a pretty beautiful place, actually. Uh, it's referred to as Strong Heart Manor. 12 bedrooms, sits on 6.3 acres of land, offers a renovated kitchen, has 60-foot heated pool, uh, a gym, basketball court, and, of course, stunning views. Plus, the property is ener- energy-efficient, and geothermal so it's definitely a house of the hoity-toity now okay this is what gets you don't feel bad for matt he'll he'll be okay i know he's been divorced and uh you know he's a disgraced tv host is he okay but he's still living nearby uh he got rid of this dump and moved into a 25 acre estate uh in sag harbor (laughs) and the wife uh, is going to keep the equestrian facility Brightside Farm. So it's okay. Uh, they finalized their divorce in 2019 with a $20 million settlement. And so it's okay. Uh, we'll see. He, he'll be okay. I, you know, I know we saw him, you know, just looking with his head down and a sweatshirt on. And just, you know, times are tough. But I know he had to move to the 25-acre estate in Sag Harbor. You can't. You know, you can't live in Strong Heart Manor all your life. Can you, Matt? No, you can't. And then you go over there on the other coast. I see another house of the hoity-toity. And it's they want $127.5 million for this Malibu compound. Now, the house is beautiful. But I will say I was like, what? I think we're going to have to drop the price a little bit. Okay, I think it's up for sale now just because she wants to sell it to the WhatsApp co-founder jan comb i think that's all she's doing yep you know what i'll put it up for sale for 127.5 and then uh the whatsapp founder will buy it and they'll just give me the money because they want the property it's a 3.5 acre estate overlooking the pacific ocean uh the neighbors on two of the properties are already owns by whatsapp co-founder jan comb so she's already uh, there's a comb k-o-u-m Jan K-O-U-M. Amorphophallus. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, <laughs> it's a beautiful, a beautiful home. There's no doubt about it. 11,000 square foot compound built around 2,000, located in the you know Paradise Cove Enclave, three and a half acres on a bluff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Uh, it has a f- large four-bedroom house as well as two small guest houses. So you can't be expected. I mean, you can come over and stay, but 
you can't live in the main house. No, you're in one of the guest houses, okay? Uh, we just can't have that. So it was owned by the father of this lady, the uh, self-storage, public storage magnet, the guru of the... Uh, he started He started the self-storage, uh, self-storage public storage in 1972. Wow. We made a fortune with that, man. Wow. B. Wayne Hughes. Wow. Uh, and she, that's her late father, Miss Gustafson. Uh, she's on the board now, lives in Kentucky. Uh, her, she's only worth about $8 billion. So, you know, she just, just wanted to get rid of this dump. Okay. <laughs> now she knows that the WhatsApp co-founder, Jan K-O-U-M. Amorphophallus. Again, that's not how you pronounce it. Has bought up all the property around. For like 190 million bucks. So she's just putting this up, trying to, you know, dump it off on the WhatsApp founder. No question. So, you know, maybe, and WhatsApp hasn't commented on it. Maybe WhatsApp comes in and says, look, here's 100 million. All right. I'll take it, but I'm not giving you the 127 million. Okay. Not going to happen. But it, it doesn't have a pool. I know. It's just amazing. Now, it was described as a contemporary villa. The main house has a screening room, dining room, and large terraces. The living room with a fireplace, large kitchen, opens to an outdoor dining area. One of the guest houses has a space that could be used as a ballet studio or gym. And the grounds also include a tennis court. The the home also has an unusual advantage over many Malibu properties, as it has a winding path, allowing the owner to drive a golf cart or a small vehicle down to the beach. Yeah, that shouldn't be there. Uh, the house was owned by Kenny Rogers and uh, Kenny built the path and he didn't get a permit or anything. He just built it. You know, I just built it and they fined him like 2 million bucks for installing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. Here's the two million. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm fine. But the path is still there. So that's kind of cool. I kind of like that. I kind of like that move by Kenny Rogers. Just build it. This feels better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. If you ask for permission, they'll never let you do it. Just build it. Have the construction guys come in, build a path. I want to be able to drive a car or a golf cart down a golf cart down to the beach. Okay? Sir, there's no we aren't not getting any any permits or anything. That's fine. Just build you can have a permit. Just build it. Uh Kenny, we're gonna have to find you two million. Okay. Ah, here's two million. Get out of here. I still have my path. So good luck to that. But the whole thing, see that it's it's sound it's a the photos of this property where it's at is just gorgeous, but there's no pool. I mean, okay, we need to, I mean, I'm not giving you 127 million for something that doesn't have a pool. No, sorry. That's not happening. Remember the lady that jumped into the monkey enclosure at the El Paso Zoo and fed them Cheetos? Well, I, we talked about it. it was, it's been about a year now, and it's still ongoing. And she was arrested, lost her job, and she was, you know, received harassment online from people concerned with the wealth of the monkeys, and now she faces a pending criminal trespass case. I don't think they're going to charge her with anything. I mean, it's been over a year, and they're still looking into it but she just did an interview with a an el paso uh television station abc7 
and uh, she works now for uh, another attorney who gave her a gig and is, ha- is you know happy to have the case and all the uh, promotion around it. So she visited the zoo with a friend, remember? And then another zoo vi- guest videotaped her climbing over the two-foot fence, entering the spider monkey enclosure, crossing the three-foot deep water moat. And then she sat on that rock and she fed the monkeys Cheetos. And then she walked back out. And she just wanted to hang out with the monkeys for a little bit. <laughs> and she said, I don't know why I decided to go into the closure. I just did, you know. Now, I don't want to say too much because there's a pending criminal lawsuit. And they don't want to talk about it you know, all that much. But I don't think I did anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. I did not hurt anyone. So the zoo is still pissed, okay? They're saying, you can't feed the animals Cheetos. Why not? Uh, You know, no animal was ever abused. And uh, there's plenty of videos, you know, online that will show monkeys consuming all types of human food. But uh, they contend that the monkeys, while they looked excited and happy, um no okay the people who know the monkeys say they were actually upset as you can tell when you watch the video you can tell that they were really upset were they doc were they the chief veterinarian at the el paso zoo were they now she goes on to say in this interview the doctor dr millen m-i-l-n-e amorphophallus <laughs> no <laughs> Yes, Dr. Amorphophallus. That's who is the doctor at the El Paso Zoo. She's the chief veterinarian at the El Paso Zoo. (laughs) She says the monkeys have special food. The fruits and vegetables and primate biscuits. And on occasion, we treat the animals to such things like, you know, jello, peanut butter, Cheerios, but not Cheetos. Okay. What uh, the real crime here is that she went into the enclosure. And, uh, you know, the monkeys, uh, even the handlers don't get that close. Why not? I thought the handlers were supposed to be taking care of these animals and loving them. We see the zookeepers hugging and rubbing on all kinds of animals in the zoos. What the hell? No one supports zoos more than this show. Chewing the fat. No one. And me. And no one supports zoos more. But I will say that, you know, I don't think it harmed the monkeys any. All right. And uh, she claimed... Uh, our girl, Lucy Ray, lose to her friends, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the monkey enclosure climber. Uh, she claims that uh, there was no sign uh, saying that uh, she couldn't climb into the, into the monkey enclosure. They show in the news report a, a sign. I don't know when that was put up. I'm sure that her attorney is on it, though, to find the date. And they adjusted the height of the fence of the enclosure now that uh, so the barrier is uh you know taller and a little bit different so it makes it more difficult to for someone to climb into the enclosure so we'll see what happens um you know it went when they asked her i'm not apologizing no i'm not apologizing and they said Did you learn any inc- lessons from the incident uh i learned just to keep the cheetos to myself i can't share <laughs> So she was arrested for the criminal trespass. And so spokesman for the department said the investigation into Ray's case is still open. 
a year later. And that means the district attorney's office cannot prosecute the criminal trial until they are handed all the evidence and facts from the police. So if they keep it open and they don't have to say, no, we won't prosecute because I'm guessing that we don't want to prosecute this girl over just jumping into the monkeys because nothing bad happened. She jumped in and she gave the monkeys a couple of Cheetos and we've moved on. So who wins in this battle? I think this make it go away. She's already lost her job. She's already working for another. I mean, she's got another job and I guess she's happy working for this guy. He's definitely happy that she's working there. Uh, you know, he's getting all kinds of coverage on this case, especially in the El Paso area. But, uh, you know, I mean, we're going to try this girl for feeding a Cheeto to a couple of monkeys. Come on now. Stop. I mean, I, I don't want everyone climbing into the spider monkey enclosure. Believe me, I told you, I support zoos, you know, 100%. But if you felt the need to jump into the monkey enclosure and feed them a Cheeto and nothing bad happened, yeah, so be it, right? Right, of course. <laughs> and one last thing uh, that I'll leave you with today, something to think about. Just, just something to think about from Chewing the Fat and Dr. Peter Diamandis, okay? Dr. Peter Diamandis. By the end of the decade, you know, we're, at, we're halfway through 2022. So by 2030, by the end of the decade, there will be two kinds of companies. One, those who fully utilize AI. And two, those who are out of business. Think about it. I mean, the robots are a-coming. Oh, that's not robots, Jeff. That's AI. Don't you know that? That's artificial intelligence. That doesn't mean robots. That just means things that, you know, are robotic-like. That's all. I know. And we'll soon be one. We'll soon be fully one with, with machine. Man and machine melded together. It'll be a wonderful thing. You know it will. I've got nothing else to worry about, so... <sighs> the robots are a-coming. What was that? They're already here? <laughs> well, answer the door then. Let them in. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.